Making sales social to me, when I listen to that, I, I, it takes me back to the fact that you can't ask for a commitment you haven't earned. So it's the courtship. Okay. So it's literally, are, have you invested anything in the other person before you start that sales conversation or before you ask for them to purchase? Welcome to the Making Sales Social Podcast, featuring the top voices in sales, marketing, and business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, as we each bring you the best tips and strategies our guests are teaching their clients, so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Enjoy the show. Joe Ingram of Ingram Interactive is joining us today in the Social Sales Link virtual studios for this episode of Making Sales Social. Now, Joe is a sales genius, and he's got the numbers to back it up. He's a highly accomplished 30-year sales innovator with over $1.7 billion, and yes, that's with a B, billion dollars in sales. He has extensive knowledge in human psychology, which is crazy in my opinion. Sorry, it's a bad joke. Uh, communication styles, buying triggers, and e-commerce conversations. And he transforms sales within months, not years. He is the personification also of edutainment. And this is something that we're going to be getting into because he purposely, he perfectly, and I guess purposely too, uh, fuses education with entertainment to ensure maximum absorption and ease of implementation. That should be catnip to anyone's ears who is in social selling. A great quote of his is never be normal because normal people get normal paychecks. Exactly. Yes. And could not agree with that more. So let's go beyond the normal with Joe Ingram. Welcome, Joe. Thank you, Bob. I'm grateful to be here. Truly. I'm so glad to hear that. Let's 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 have some fun with our first traditional question, which is always what does making sales social mean to you? So making sales social to me, when I listen to that, I, I it takes me back to the fact that you can't ask for a commitment you haven't earned. So it's the courtship. Okay. So it's literally, are have you invested anything in the other person before you start that sales conversation or before you ask for them to purchase? And I think as long as you realize social interaction is what's going to funnel us into whether or not, like my four steps to the sale are really basic, like, listen, believe, and buy. And you yeah. can't you can't jump past the like part. Right. Okay? If you do, it becomes about price or the fact you're the only person that has that product, right? And so then you won't have customer satisfaction. You won't have the buy-in. But to me, if you're going to sell, it, it has to be social. It's typically, even if we, we go business to business, like a lot of us do, it's still a person to a person. Yep. Or or now it's a person to a gatekeeper that's going to right. allow you to come in and then you end up having to do what? You have to, if a company has more than 100 employees now, the minimum people it takes to make a decision on what they do is seven. Right. And so now I got to win over seven people? Okay. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you absolutely do. Yes. And most of the times you're not going to be able to be in the room with those seven people. Right. So how do you go about that? And that's one of the things that, to me, again, a presentation that you just email somebody, that's not social. That's right. not anything that's going to get me to go, oh, this looks great. When I put together a presentation and send it, it's all about numbers. So I've always sent presentations as videos. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. So I, I like to tease the, the business to business. When you go there, I always wonder how many people do they have to show this to before they give you an answer? So I'll go put it up on YouTube as an unlisted video. So you have to have the link. Right. Yep. And I'm only sending the link to that contact that I have. And so, and then I tell them, you know what, you don't have to, to present me to the other people, just give them this. And this will explain my, my actual proposal, go through the stuff, but it allows me to be social animated and be the person that they know that goes, that's who we want in our company. Or they go, that's not who we want in our company. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. So it, it's it's interesting you say that because because one thing that we've done here uh, sometimes is social sales link, and I've always told myself I'm going to start doing it again, and you actually reminded me to start doing it, is when you send over the actual contracts, or at least when we send over the actual contracts, also have a video with it explaining what's in the contract and point out some things that you think that they should know about as well, actually in the contract, along with obviously actually sending the contract, whether it's a PDF or DocuSign or, or, or whatever. And then if you're like us and you're LinkedIn uh, geeks and you have sales navigator and you have smart links, you put it in a smart link so that you could also see who accesses it within the company who is all, who also has a LinkedIn account too. But I like, but I like doing the, actually the earlier step with the presentation when you're trying to socially surround everyone so that more and more people can can actually see the presentation and you're not waiting on a sales champ uh, within the organization to speak for you. Yeah, because that's that's where it all falls apart because yeah. I, I believe, Bob, no one's going to sell Bob like Bob would sell Bob. Right. right. No one's got a belief in you more than you do. And if you mm-hmm. don't have that belief in Stop it. You're not selling. And so, but when you look at it, like I sent one to one client who had seven different companies within the organization and the Mm -hmm. contact I'm talking to, my champion is there going, it's all me. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. I'll push it through. And I'm like, I have heard this so many times and then I get (laughs) ghosted afterwards because I'm entrusting my business to that person. So when I do the video and then I look at it and come back and I'm like, it has 12 views. Maybe three of them were that person looking at it going, you know what? After the third time, they're like, I'm just going to send this out. (laughs) And then we send it to everybody else. I get to sell myself and go out there and make sure that they understand who I am and what my company delivers. So, yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So speaking of presentations and things like that's the perfect opportunity i think to get into the concept of edutainment because besides everything that we just said having to do with the specifics of of actual presentations within companies it's perfect for social selling because as social sellers we use content to build authority and to start genuine connections and conversations with our audience or prospects while they're scoping us out as well as what you just said too so i mean there are all different ways to use edutainment and they're scoping us out both as our company and us as salespeople as well so while i think we all know what edutainment is in general edutainment and education together but yeah. let's bring it down into how we can use it and how you use it for b2b sales I, what is that like exactly so edutainment first thing i need everybody to understand cuz you just said it about education and entertainment mm-hmm. it's not tame and edu right 
Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's not. And that's where most people, when you sit back and go, well, come on, make it edutainment. And so I I have a friend of mine who is an an, an actor, has been in Hollywood for 40 plus years. And one day we were doing a show and then he stopped and said, I want everybody to understand. And I hadn't heard the word before. He said, Joe is the personification of the word edutainment because he and, and I was like, Okay. And I, the, as soon as I heard it, I kind of knew what he was talking about. And he goes, because mm-hmm. Joe's going to have you laughing all the way until you realize you just learned a whole bunch of stuff. And so I was like, wow, I'm going to run with that. And then I started breaking it down, like you were just saying now. But the mm-hmm. bottom line is that how can you take the stuffiness, take out the overall, I'm better than you persona? Okay. And that's where most of the time we break down business to business sales. What am I doing? I'm sitting down going, I am so great. This is going to make the benefit for your company. This is whatever. And people, right. I have a lot of friends in the sales industry and they, they go, you got to come in and just rock their world and you got to get in their face and you got to, you know, 10 X everything. Yeah. And so, (laughs) yes, I did mention you. Um, So, but uh, when you look at it, I say that's not that's not my approach. My approach is a much more casual and can you infuse humor into what you're doing? And that's where I look and say, because again, everybody thinks edutainment means I got to have jokes. I got to have a whole script with me behind me go. So I walked into a bar and you're like, no, none of that mm-hmm. is is anything we're talking about on edutainment. We're saying add fun into what you're educating them on. And so as we had mentioned before, you and I were talking and I said, I go into companies and I'll go in and I'll sit in front of, like I sat in one they had, the CEO sits down at the end of the table to say, do we want Joe to train all of our stuff? And they're like one of the largest brokerages out there. And they said, do we want them? There's 16 executives sitting around the table for me to go in and, and sit with them. And I'm like, okay. So as I sat down, I go in, they sit me in the middle of one row and the TV's on the other end. So it's not even like the TV's behind me. So we all have to look around. And I was like, I'm like, hopefully, you know what, guys, I'll just give you permission to stare at the screen. You don't have to look at me actually talk because I don't want anybody with whiplash going back and forth. Right. And everybody stops. They giggle a little because they're like, hey, he, he realized he just called out what is happening in the room. Okay. And then as I said that, the CEO goes, Yeah, that's kind of lame. Why can't we move the stuff over there? I go, Next, next presentation. You won't need to hear them because I'll just knock it out of the park right here. But should you ever need it later down the line, it'd probably be better at that end. Right. And so everybody goes, Yeah, we've, and then they all started talking about that. But it doesn't matter. I just got in on the like thing because I called out the obvious in front of everybody. So now I just have to make sure I don't, you know, subtract myself out of the like. Right, I have to get it. And so then I just sit there and start talking to them about what it is. The key thing to get someone to like you is if you can joke with them about their pain. And so when I sit down and look and I say, so basically what you, let's just say I'm fantastic. Okay, guys. And I put up a slide on the screen because I, we are fantastic at converting our virtual prospects into sold products and services. And I put it up on the screen. So now as soon as it's up there and you read it, you had to in your own, every listener here had to, when I said it, had to answer that question. Uh I didn't say, hey, you suck and you need help, right? Right. 
But I said, and I look at it, the next slide has answers on it. And I go, so I said, just read this. And I pop it up there. And then I click the page. And as I click, it says, um, that's my current situation, right? I Uh wish it was my current situation or this doesn't apply to me. And of course, no one's going to say this doesn't apply to me. That's what we're all in the meeting for. Okay. And so sitting down with them. So even if I'm doing a phone call with somebody, right, I would, I will go in on LinkedIn. It's a fantastic platform for this and shoot them a video, shoot them a video and go, Hey, we're going to be meeting up in a few minutes. Just want to make sure you know that it's not just like a old realtor picture that I have on LinkedIn. This is actually what I kind of look like kind of thing. Yeah. But see right, that right there, everybody goes, I totally get it. Yep. Okay. And those of us that are older go bus benches. The person never looked like it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so your website <laughs> has a picture from 25 years ago and then you show up and we don't know who you are. Yeah. yeah. And things like that. So those kind of things are obvious and they are entertaining to people because all entertaining is, is finding a similarity and highlighting. Mm -hmm. If you find that similarity that you both have experience with, that becomes a connection point. Everybody goes, that's rapport. I'm like, no, that's entertainment because you stop and go, huh, all of a sudden endorphin hits you just like me. That's great. Oh, yeah. Why, which shows do you like the most with the people that are absolutely not like you or the people right. that remind you of you on the screen? Yeah. So I, that's, that's what I look at and I'll, I'll do it. And as soon as I put that second slide, as I went to click the second slide, the CEO at the end of the table goes, yeah, I wish that's why you're here. And then when I flipped the page, letter B option B was, I wish. Mm-hmm. Right? And I look up and I go, it's almost like I knew. And then he starts laughing. And I said, now, is anybody here daring enough to say that it's letter A? This is your current situation. Just let you all know, the CEO just said he wishes. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to defend yourself with the CEO, yeah. not me. Right. And so everybody starts to laugh. They're like, no, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. But the environment became fun and laughing and became much more casual for us to have conversations. As opposed to if I said, you guys aren't doing very well here. That's why I'm here. This is what I do for you. And I literally threw the presentation in front of all these executives. I said, hey, click. I clicked the button. I go, see this one? This is the page where I tell you how great I am and how great my company does all this stuff. But do we care? I'm already standing here. Click, click, click. And I went through the three pages. So they knew it was there. But I just gave you back time. And I I poked fun at me by saying, you don't want to even hear that. You're judging me already. And then clicked through and they were like, you're right, I am. And so it just went through. And yes, I landed the account when I was done. So Okay, good, good. It would have been a horrible story if I didn't. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, We ended up having a two year long relationship and it was it was lucrative for both. So good. Good for you. So. So so now we've kind of established, I think, like the overall thought process behind edutainment and basically saying that you don't have to have a Saturday Night Live skit in front of you to do edutainment. Let's talk a little bit about um, more specifically about content and how you use that more for content. So in other words, not in those individual meetings when you're trying to grab that audience with with your education and yet you want to put that edutainment spin on it. What what are the types of things that that you can do there? So I will tell you that there is not a video that I've put out that is perfect. 
part of part of to think about it this way there are people that watch all kinds of comedy shows like the improv shows what would compel you to watch an improv show because they're gonna screw up because they're gonna stop because partway through they're gonna go well i thought i had an answer but i don't and then you get to laugh at them because that's relatable to you and how many times have i had an idea that i couldn't get out of my mouth when i wanted it and mm-hmm. so all of those things where if you put together a video and you're going to say, I want to get out there and do it, I always make sure there's some kind of mistake in it. It's not an intentional one. It means I'm not going back to edit it out. And so I will put it out there so that everybody sees. Because if everything I do is perfect, then all I get is the, well, I can't love, I can't go to that level. I don't want somebody who's perfect because I'm going to make mistakes, right? And infotainment yeah. at the same time, when you look at that, when I put it in there, It's entertaining for someone to explain a story to you about a problem you've had, right? And what we tend to do is go, it's really difficult trying to get people off of LinkedIn and over to your website to submit a form. It's really difficult to get somebody when you're on social media to reach out to you and say this. That's not what I want to hear, right? Because we all go, yeah, we know that. We Mm -hmm. know that. And go, look, one of the biggest problems I had was trying to get somebody to click on that message button, okay, in LinkedIn. This is what I did. I went in and sat down because instead of pulling my hair out going, how stupid can I be on social media that they would say, oh, I want to do this. And then I realized I was really stupid on social media, which means they don't want to bring me in to their company and go through. What I did was I put this, like you have a great one, but that little video that pops up where your where your actual profile picture is. Yeah. Right? You hit that and you go, hey, blah, 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 let's talk about social sales. Like, And you you give me an explanation. That right there, something like that would, would generate me more people because they saw I was a real person and that I was somebody they could relate to. And now that video is entertaining. At the same time, it's giving you an action step and a solution with the frustration. But you can't go, it's really frustrating trying to convert people from social you know, nobody wants to see that. It's yeah. like, okay, yeah. Like, how many librarians are watching? Okay. Now, I'm an electrical <laughs> engineer by degree, so I got the nerd part. But yeah. guess what? Even engineers, we want some kind of entertainment and, you know, emotion that's involved. Right. Yeah. So um, I I need to, like, break the train of thought just for a second, because if I don't mention this, I'm going to forget about it. Uh, so Joe mentioned the LinkedIn profile videos. Unfortunately, you can't upload those anymore. LinkedIn took those away. So if you're like, oh, I want to make one of those videos, how do I do that? Unfortunately, you can't do it anymore. You had to have a video up before the cutoff. So I just wanted to make sure that people knew about that. And if you do have a video up and you like it, don't get rid of it. You can't change it, but it's better than not having anything up there. In fact, the and I video- and I took mine off so I could redo one and then couldn't put one back up. Oh, but, oh, <laughs> but, but notice, oh. notice how that was entertaining right there. Listening to Joe screwed up on something, and, <laughs> but Bob saved you. If you have one, stay yeah. there. Stay there. Oh, so um yeah and that's and that's interesting about the um about the screw up thing because i actually did a video about a month ago where where i kind of um kind of questioned myself on video about what i just said and i'm like yeah sure well let's uh, l- let's keep it in there i decided to keep it in there 
I got I got a lot of feedback about, oh, yeah, I thought that that was funny, you know, that you kind of question yourself. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to keep that in there. And, 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 you know, it's and then but then at, at the same time, it started a conversation or it continued, I should say, a conversation about what was actually in the video as as well. So I do think that that is powerful. Right. And again, it's if if you again, I'm not saying manufacture mistakes, right. I'm saying but. But as you go through, every time you mess up, it becomes more relatable, which means you're going to pick up another one to two minutes worth of viewing on a video. If you have a long form video, they're like, oh, boom, because everybody's looking for that relatability point as they go through. If the first thing you say, because everybody says it's the hook, it's the hook. Well, the hook gets me to click on it. Yeah. But after you get in there, I mean, you're literally going to have to keep hooks going all the way through, which doesn't make any sense in video format. So just make sure the mistakes stay there or the inner di dialogue. What you just did right now, where you're like, I have to break into this and say this. Yeah. You could do that on your own video. And you go, ah, oh, you know what? Hold on. What just hit me right now was that I need to say this, this, and this. I'm sorry. But if I didn't, right, I would be gone. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, and 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 especially in my Swiss cheese of a brain nowadays, anyhow, that was probably the biggest reason why I did that because I just didn't want to forget about it. But still, that's a, I'm I'm actually glad I did that because that 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 brought out a, a really good point. So, um, how do you think infotainment differs from traditional education and educational or informational content? And obviously, uh, you know, educational, informational, and um, entertainment we're like looking at those things separately at, at this point. So, I mean, do you, th um, I think you kind of, you mentioned a, a little bit more about how just straight educational content almost seems like you might be talking down on people. Do you think that that has a lot, lot so to do with it? I, I think a lot of what education has become is talking at. Okay. Okay. So um, I have my script here with me. And I'm going to just say it to you. And then I can check off the boxes as I go down right. to, say, to say I covered everything, right? As opposed yep. to did, did anybody engage, right? I don't believe in a lot of education. The, the teachers, right? The, the educators that are out there, the trainers, the, the coaches, whatever it is, those individuals that have somebody with them that's talking. I, I did a, a mastermind group the other day and I was sitting there and there was 20 people on a zoom. I had my camera on. Okay. The other 19 guests did not have their camera on. I knew where that was going because. Right. I and so, and the, the speaker that's there was brought in by the, the mastermind person to come in and talk and he's talking sales and he's talking stuff. And I'm like, yep. Yep. Yeah. You're. That's right. Blah blah blah. So then, when he goes question and answer, first thing, Joe, thank you for being engaged. Thank you for being, you know, in here. And I said, I've been in the room where there's no camera, and you could be, you know, dropping gold nuggets, and you yep. know, you won't know that. Looking to up your LinkedIn game? The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training coaching, and so much more. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash in for more details. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash in. Because there's nobody there. Yeah, right? or you're in webinar format and you can't see anyone else. 
rather than the uh, meeting thing, which yep. is why we generally don't do webinar formats because we want to see people. Right. Well, I, we need to get some kind of feedback. You don't know if you're hitting the mark. Right. And so, but that's where a lot of people mess up and it gets, it's painful that way. Right. And yeah. so, but I but, believe a lot of times the, uh, when it comes to just straight education, I talk at you. I don't care what comes back. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing it out there and it's like, well, if it sticks on one of the people in the room, it's great. Where yep. when you go to infotainment, what I'm going to give you information in an entertaining way. Right. Edutainment is the same deal. I'm just going to educate you on something. And I think a lot of times if you can educate somebody through the information, right, in an yeah. entertaining way, you get a much better sale than me just giving you information. And so I look at it and say it's all in delivery and it's all in interaction. Yep. Yeah. So that actually brings up an uh, an, an, an interesting question uh, in that. um a lot of people don't think that they're funny. A lot of people, and and they probably are, but yet they don't think like that. And I can imagine that a lot of people out there are hearing what we're talking about and they're just going, yeah, that just, that ain't me. That just, there's no way that's me. How can they, for lack of a better phrase, how can they become that person, especially if they really want to be that person, but they're just like, I don't see me doing this. So those individuals, Okay. And I'm challenged all of your way of thinking for everybody out there who says that's not me. Okay. You have friends and family where you let yourself, your guard down and they look at you and they will laugh at one thing you said, because you just dropped it and you said it and it was so on point and it was so there, right? You just believe in your head that I'll save it till I have the right audience that I can drop it at that one time. So you think less is more, okay? And then what you realize is that if everybody was sitting, think about the people you don't wanna be in a room with, okay? Don't be one of those, right? You don't wanna be the one at the end of the table going, this is not the place for me to say anything humorous. This is not the place, for, right? If you put a whole room in uh, of people like that, now think yeah. about it. Most of you are sitting in the room going, wow, that would have been funny if I said that, right? And I'm, I'm not saying we're doing stand-up. I'm saying break right. yeah. the monotony, break yeah. the monotony with reality. And that's mm -hmm. that's what you get, right? What what happened to TV? Is scripted TV and everything else the rage? No, it's let's go live and show what's going on, right? Where you can't. The element of a surprise potential is what gets people to tune in. So mm -hmm. my show I do I do live every week. I have no right. idea if someone's going to mess it up. I have no idea if somebody's going to do something crazy and what have you. But most, most of the time, it's me. I got to worry about doing something crazy or saying something. But yeah, 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 definitely. And we actually do. So this is obviously the, the recorded version. We actually do Making Sales Social live, generally speaking, every Monday, where it's me and actually Bryn Tillman going live. Um, talking about different subjects, taking uh, taking comments from um from uh people on linkedin and the other channels that we're going out to and and you're right i mean i i used to produce tv newscasts i was i've also done talk radio and stuff like that before and it's 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 exciting it's fear inducing i mean it's all that stuff but most of all it's exciting and i mean if if you can do something live 
like that. And that's something that we do teach in terms of um, doing live things and getting feedback from people and answering questions and things like that. If you can last through that, you can do this, you know, scripted, quote unquote, scripted stuff without any problem because you just got to be in that same mindset. Yeah. Now, authenticity, right? Relatability. Yeah. All of those things happen live. Yep. They they don't happen when I have the chance to go back and cut out everything that I need to cut out where I was actually human. And yep. so we need to be able to relate to people. And a lot of infotainment is showing that vulnerability of not being perfect. Yeah. You know, that's, you don't hear, I, because I have talked to other people when it comes to like, especially producing video content and things like that. And while no one's actually explicitly said you have to be perfect, Nobody says that you like, and I wouldn't say shouldn't be perfect, but don't be afraid to show when you're not perfect. I think that this is probably the first time that I've really heard somebody say that. And I think it's really, really powerful because not only does it show that you're human and everything else, I think that as as the presenter, it would take pressure off of you to try to think that you have to be perfect. Well, I, I challenge everybody to go look at restaurants on Yelp. Okay, <laughs> go look at restaurants on Yelp. Look at one that says there's 1,000 five-star reviews. What do you think of the second you see that they're perfect with 1,000 reviews? Do yeah. you say to yourself, wow, it must be great there? Or do you mm -hmm. stop and go, someone bought reviews? Exactly, exactly. It's funny because I actually knew some people who were in the local review kind of thing and getting good reviews. And they would always say, you don't want five, nope. 5.0. You want like four point, you want 4.7. You want to have some of the blemishes out there so you can yeah. show how you respond to them and make the, the, the situation better for when you do screw up because you're going to screw up. Yes. And so think of that when you go to do your next meeting, your next meeting with a client that's going to be the business you're trying to close stop and say do you want to go in and go i'm perfect i know you're not because the person on the other side of the camera is not perfect yep and so don't don't separate yourself from them it's about getting them closer right <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah definitely so uh, so be, before we move on to probably the other big subject that you and I like, let's just talk really quick about um, successes that you've had from either your clients using infotainment or, you know, obviously you practice what you preach. So um, you probably had some su successes, too, and maybe even a not so successful one, too, because we're talking about kind of screwing up sometimes, too. When I go in and I, my company goes in and trains individuals within the company, right? So I have to sell to the business and then we deliver to their staff to go in. So mm -hmm. uh, I believe in sales, like uh, I always start every training, all my trainers go in and start with a funny video to break the monotony of I have to be in training, right? Mm -hmm. they're, they're, if you have somebody that comes in and goes, I'm so excited to be in your training and they've never met you and never done anything, they're lying. Okay. The sales department believes I should go back out and try to sell something more and not come back and sharpen my saw with somebody else and get a different take on what we're doing. So Bye. when I play, when you play a funny video, it drops the ego. And I've done this before where I've walked in, I play a funny video and I watch the room. Cause at the end, I will tell you, I, I tell everybody when I start, I go, just so you know, everybody watch this video. I'm judging you. Just letting you know, <laughs> you know, no, no pressure, but I am judging you right now. <laughs> 
And then we watch the video and then you watch somebody start to snicker. Then it makes it okay for everybody to laugh and they start laughing. Right. And they're like, wow, this is not a traditional way of somebody teaching us something. So it automatically breaks the ice. Now I had one person sit there like, (laughs) I don't think that's funny. I think it's mean. I don't think this and I don't think this. And I'm like, absolutely. Okay, guys, talk about what happened in the video and talk about your reactions. What made you laugh the hardest? And I walked back out and I go right up to the CEO and I said, just so you know, this person in my thing, you can go ahead and get rid of them. He's like, what? And I said, this person does not have what it takes for sales. Right. We deal with so much negativity. We hear no more than anything else. This person can't laugh it off. This person can't stop and separate themselves from that outcome. So instead of watching the video and laughing, they put themselves in the position of that person in the video and they chose to be the one that was the victim (laughs) in the video of a prank. And I'm like, yeah. you could you could have watched it and said, I'm the person who pulled the prank on the other person. You can do this. And so I just watch it. And again, that's where you start looking at the human psychology. What is it that's there? You you realize that the prospects you're presenting to, I hate the word pitch. So you're right. presenting to, okay, those are people and you're trying to find the triggers to make them buy. And we all know mm-hmm. it comes emotionally. Right. Yep. Okay. Emotions are what get people to do things. Okay. The the logic, if logic is all it took to do something, we'd all be fit. We'd all be eating right. We've all be, you know, there'd be no vices. Yeah. Okay. But I, I got to get you emotional and emotional doesn't come from facts and figures. And mm-hmm. so it's got to come from something better than that. Yeah. That's so. a great way to put it. It's a great way to put it. Um. So hearing about all this stuff about infotainment just 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 tell me really quick what inspired you to focus on infotainment in so much of what it sounds like that that you do so um i I went into a company the the owner of the company comes in and stops me in the hallway and i wasn't training that day i had a trainer in the room and he comes in he goes you know what we brought another trainer in like three like a month ago we brought another trainer in to go against you guys and i was like well okay I didn't realize that he goes, that person came in an hour after their training. I went up to them and I said, so what did you learn? And he said, I couldn't get anybody to give me an answer. This person taught them demos, taught them this, taught that. And he goes, they did things with this person they couldn't answer. And he said, now he goes, and he goes, the reason why you're going to stay with us is that As soon as that guy left, I said, well, what about the other trainer? What did you learn last time? And it had been three weeks. And Mm -hmm. he said, and they all just started spitting back information to me. They were like, we learned this. We learned this. uh, So-and-so taught us this. And then later, so-and-so came in and taught us this. And and he said, everybody remembers what you are actually training them on. Your trainers are leaving them with actionable information. And I'm like, my information could have been the same way, same thing the other person had him do. But he talked at them instead of entertaining them to get them through the process. And again, it's just being real. Yeah, so I really like that because um, when it comes to the, so now let's kind of transfer that a little bit over to the sales process. Because a lot of times what you're doing with the sales process is that you're training people. That's the education part. I got to give you enough information, information, right? Infotainment. I got to give you enough 
so that you can make an informed decision. But if I deliver it in a way that makes you and I relate with one another, then you like me, you like what you heard, and now it's easier for you to make a decision. Ding, ding, ding. Exactly, exactly. So now I, I we're believe trying... sales is providing your prospect with a logical explanation to justify their emotional decision. That's another quote for you right there. That's a, a t-shirt quote, as I call them, you yes. know, something you can put on a t-shirt and, and walk around and nobody will know what the hell you're talking about except for you, but that's okay right. because it's a t-shirt. So um, let's, let's change the gears a little bit here. You, you've got a new guide coming out on, on Amazon, which I think by the time this podcast actually hits, it'll probably be out already. Uh, it's called the AI chat. Oh, say this three times fast. Yeah. The AI cheat sheet for car sales. Yeah. Uh, this tells me among everything else that you've done, the old deep dive into AI, especially for sales. How do you think that AI can be helpful for sales in general? And also for infotainment, because we actually do a lot of that here at Social Sales Link when it comes to using AI for like content and things like that. I'm just curious to hear your thoughts about that. Absolutely. I, I absolutely love AI, right? And again, that's maybe it's the inner nerd, but it to me, I just look and say there's so much that we could actually utilize from other people's brain right? Mm -hmm. That's all been put together in this, but it helps to, for me, I don't use AI to write out everything. I mean, I've literally embraced every part of sales with AI. And mm -hmm. the way I do that is I will sit down and I will come up with ideas for videos, right? I use it as a sounding board. Yeah. And so AI to me is what if you had, okay, like one of my, one of my favorites, Alex Hermosi, right? If you mm -hmm. could get Alex to coach you one on one, right? He paid Grant a hundred grand to go spend a year with him, follow him around to learn from him. I don't have yeah. to do that. I can go in and say, "You are this person, <laughs> this, this, yeah. and that," and have him coach me back on a particular situation. And so, to me, if you remember, and again, it intimidates a lot of people. A lot of yes. people are intimidated because why? We don't know how you could utilize it. Let me tell you how you can utilize it. You can grab an email from a prospect, paste it in to a chat GPT, a Bart or somebody that you're using. I use chat GPT. He's my business partner now. Um, so I will go ahead and paste that in and say, could you write me a professional reply that says this? Mm -hmm. And then it will spit out a professional reply to me. Now, I go back in all the time. Guess what? All you non-funny people, okay? You can go in and go rewrite in a humorous tone. And then it comes back. And what you'll see is that it's much more conversational. It's much more conversational than if you say, make it conversational. <laughs> but when you do that, now you have a coach that sits with you, right? I've created um, AI chatbots, that is like, oh, would you like Joe to be in your pocket? You can pull up this bot and ask any question. And it's built off of all of my training, all of mm -hmm. my stuff so that, you know, you're not going to get an answer from some screwball who's never sold anything, but you can go in and ask it any kind of question. And so I have one for car sales, for any sales. I have one for if you're purchasing, if you're a purchaser, what do you do? I have one that's called personal growth, where I've combined all of this stuff to make yourselves better. AI is fantastic and it can be the biggest helper. But I have clients all over the United States 
that log in and ask a question that they're embarrassed to ask a coworker or their manager about how to proceed forward. And so mm-hmm. if you could do that now, I've been, you know, disc trained for personality types. Um, I sure. created my own personality typing system that goes through, but I've incorporated those into the sales thing so that you can go in and ask a question about this person, right? If the person's, well, what if you're too direct? Yeah. Okay. So can you go put, this is what I want to say. Can you make it softer? Right. And then list everything you're trying to send out. Yeah. I had one sales guy that was absolutely phenomenal. His name was Jose. Jose would sit down and he'd be fantastic. You get him on the phone, woo, he'd slay, right? Put him on video, he's great. Give him an email and you were so embarrassed. And you would say, okay, I'd pull up the email and go, do you see what you sent to the customer? I'm like, read this. So we'd pull it up on a screen and he would go read it. But he would read what he wanted to say, not was actually typed. His brain worked faster than his fingers. Um, so there was key pieces of information missing. In yeah. your email. You're like, you didn't even mention the product. I don't even know what you were asking for <laughs> in this in this thing, right? And he was like, what, what, what? Where if I had this, I could have this rewrite every email for him. Yeah. And, and make sure that the key things are there. Yeah. And that's where a lot of people people miss the boat is that they're they're too busy saying well i don't know if i can use it but i'm not going to go play with it and you're like why wouldn't you play with it that's exactly what it's there for i that's precisely what it's there for i mean when especially when it comes to creating content i always think of like chat gpt bard whatever as as like a writer's room in hollywood you bounce stuff around you come up with the best thing and then, you know, at some point you do something with it. And even And even when you do something with it, I always tell people, and, um, you know, this can maybe help with the Jose type person. I'm not sure. Just read it out loud before you send it, before you do anything with it, because you'll catch that type of thing if there's missing something. If it sounds like a chat bot, you know, like that type of thing, basically. So. Right. You know, AI is definitely not something to be afraid of because the only way AI will take control is if we let it take control. Agreed. But what if you could go in, right? So now I'm one of those individuals that I learned through my ears. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm an auditory person. Podcast, love podcast. That's why I love being here. Right. But I understand a lot of people are really visual. That's why we have to do video too. Okay. But when you look at that, what if you could cut down your learning cycle, right? By 80%. Okay. Yeah. Well, Joe, that's great, but how would anybody do that? Okay. Right. So I would go in and say to the thing, I would go, hey, you know what? I want to learn about this topic. So if you're looking at it and say, I want to learn about personality typing, I could go into Chat GPT and write, I want to learn about personality types, identify the most important 20% of the learnings of this topic that will help me to understand 80% of it. And use your Pareto principle, right? You hit that button, it will give you a cheat sheet of what you're supposed to be learning. Now I study the 20% that gives me 80% of understanding. Do I have to be a master? No, but if you find a passion for it, now you can go after that other 20% that you're going to go look at to get through. I don't want to read a book. I want to listen to a book, but I can go in and say, could you summarize this book? And I put the book title in. 
and give me a list of the five most important things I should take away from this book. Yep. Right? Now I'm doing what? Using AI to make me better. What happens when I'm better? I sell better. I relate better. Yeah. What, if, better a, what yeah. if a client sits on the phone right now? So if I said, you know, Bob, one of the most impactful books I read was, uh, I think it was Dan Sullivan with um, Who Not How. Right? I could sit over here after you said that, Bob, you could pull up chat GPT in front of you and say, right, give me three key points from Who Not How by yep. Dan Sullivan. Hit the button. And while we're on this this call, you could turn around and go, exactly, because find the people whose passion is the stuff you don't want to do. Right. So you stay in your own element all the time. And I'd be like, exactly. And then all of a sudden we have rapport. Yeah, that's hot. Without and a doubt. You're you're literally you can live do it right. I have I have people that are in, sitting with clients, people that we've trained with the the bots because it's for a specific industry. They will sit down. They'll sit with the customer. Customers in front of them. They have a monitor in between them. They'll move the monitor to the side. When the customer gives them an objection, they go, "Let me update this. Hold on." And they go type in the objection and say, "Could you help me overcome this customer?" We're face to face. This is what they said, and it pops up. They read it, and then they come back and handle the objection. I'm like. Not the smoothest transition, but a lot better yeah. than trying to scream help by having, yeah. let me get you over to my manager. Yeah. 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 And then now, especially with, and and this gets a little bit into the future, but now that um, now that OpenAI, I, I think I remember hearing about this where they're going to start something like own implementations and things like that yeah. into, um, I have, into, um, into chat GPT, they can like stock that stuff now. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, so imagine you, that. you have the ability to search for it or use your own profile data that's in there. Right now, you have profile data you can add, and then they're adding to it um, to give you a stockpile of information. But yeah. I bought a program that actually creates specific bots, and you can tell it to use this chat bot, this data, and you can put up to 6 million characters of data into yep. one chat bot. Yeah, it's just amazing. It's absolutely just amazing. So uh, if, if people want to learn more about you and your offering and all of the wonderful stuff that you do, uh, where can they go online to do that? So the easiest place where I put the, the links to the rest of the social media gamut, right, is on thegeniuslinks.com. Thegeniuslinks.com, okay. So go to thegeniuslinks.com. You click there, you'll see a, a link tree type page of everything that's out there so okay great very good so joe ingram sales genius and infotainment expert extraordinaire the personification of infotainment. thanks so much for joining us and thank you for streaming this episode of making sales social so remember when you're out and about this week be sure to make your sales social don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.